Bethany Covenant Church Sermon Podcast. We are a multi-generational community in Berlin, Connecticut. Our services are held Sundays at 9.30 a.m., and you can find out more about us at www.bethanycovenant.org. Good morning, Bethany family. Hasn't it been wonderful worshiping together this morning? How delightful all the people that are helping, helping us get close to God Sunday after Sunday. A question to begin. How are you at waiting? You know, waiting in line. I find waiting to be very difficult. You know, patience may be a virtue, but it is little practiced and not sought after by most people. Waiting to hear back from someone. Waiting for the pain pill to work. Waiting for the pandemic to go away. Waiting to regather again at church. The message translation of Isaiah 40, beginning in verse 30, reads this way. Those who wait upon God get fresh strength. They spread their wings and soar like eagles. They run and don't get tired. They walk and don't lag behind. Waiting. But waiting upon God can be challenging. Joel a Hebrew prophet from the ninth century before Jesus, prophesied about a future day. Quoting God, Joel wrote this, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It had been more than 900 years since the days of Amos. Jesus was crucified and buried and then raised. What a surprise and delight was his resurrection. The disciples spent 40 days with the risen Jesus until just 10 days ago when he ascended. They had watched him disappear into the clouds. It was a sad and confounding day for them. But just prior to his ascension, Jesus said this to them. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait. Oh, there's that word, wait. Wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Many of the apostles had originally been followers of John the Baptist. Their memories were triggered to something John had said to them. I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. It's been 10 days since they last saw Jesus. And they had been waiting in Jerusalem just as he had asked them to do. Listen as Sandra Pelletier, our office manager, reads for us from the scripture. Good morning. I'm reading from Acts 2. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. 
all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Peter stood up and explained to the crowd what was happening and how this validated who Jesus was and is. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words he warned them, and he pleaded with them, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to that number that day. Thank you, Sandy. The Holy Spirit comes. The disciples waited in Jerusalem. Jesus had asked them to do this, and they were not disappointed. The waiting for God to do what was said by the prophet, it's happened. The waiting for what John the Baptist had said just three and a half years earlier, it's happened. The waiting for what Jesus had said to them just two weeks ago, it is happening. The Holy Spirit of God comes. He comes with wind. He comes with flames. He comes with power, giving them speech they had never before spoken, speech that communicated the wonders of God to all the people from other places that had come to Jerusalem to celebrate Jewish Pentecost. The Jewish celebration of Pentecost is about receiving the Torah, more specifically the law, even more specifically the Ten Commandments. An event at Mount Sinai 50 days after the Passover when God had freed the Israelites from slavery in Egypt. Jewish pilgrims came and still come to Jerusalem from all over the world to celebrate Jewish Pentecost. Christians celebrate Pentecost 50 days after Jesus' resurrection, as the day God gave his Holy Spirit to those who believe and trust in his son Jesus. The Holy Spirit comes. The Spirit comes to dwell in Jesus' apostles, those who had followed him since the beginning. They are filled with the Holy Spirit. They boldly speak out the good news. They're able to speak in languages they did not know, called other tongues, but which the visitors knew from their countries of origin. Finally, the Apostle Peter speaks to the gathering crowd. He proclaims Jesus to be God's Son. Peter proclaims Jesus as the promised Messiah whom they had crucified. He proclaims that Jesus' death is God's sacrifice for them to save them from the consequences of their sin. The people gathered from everywhere for Jewish Pentecost repented. They turned toward God. They believed in Jesus. Salvation came to 3,000 of them. They were baptized, and each received the gift of the Holy Spirit in their lives. In a nutshell, on the day of Pentecost, the apostles, Jews, each one of them, repented their sins, believed in Jesus, and received the Holy Spirit, and on that day were given the gift of other tongues, in order to be heard by all the visitors in Jerusalem. The crowd in Jerusalem for Pentecost, either Jews by birth 
or converts to Judaism repented their sins, believed in Jesus, were baptized, and received the Holy Spirit. But unlike how it was for the apostles, there is no mention of other tongues. But there's more. The early church is being born, and there's turmoil. There's a radical change going on in the Jewish community. Many are becoming followers of Jesus, believing in him as the Messiah and as the Son of God. Deacons are appointed in Jerusalem to aid in the care of needy people. Some of these deacons, like Philip, are led beyond the ministry of congregational care. He becomes a gifted evangelist. Listen again to the scriptures as read by Sandra. A reading from Acts 8. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to Samaria. When they arrived, they prayed for the new believers there, that they might receive the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit had not yet come on any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them, and they received the Holy, the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Sandy. The Holy Spirit comes again. But this account is shocking. Samaritans were considered a tainted and inferior people. Their ancestors had chosen to marry and have families outside the strict Jewish law to marry other Jews only. Jesus' experience at the well of Sychar, a Samaritan town, reveals the prevalent feeling Jews had for Samaritans. Jesus' parable of the Good Samaritan certainly had an edge to it for the Jews who first heard it, because the Samaritan is the hero, the one to emulate. But now this, the Samaritans accept Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God, the sacrifice that rescues them from sin. Salvation has come to the Samaritans, and they are baptized, both men and women, the text says. And when Peter and John come to Samaria because of what they had heard, they lay hands on these believing Samaritans, and they also receive the Holy Spirit. And again, there is no mention in the scripture that they speak in other tongues. But there is more. God orchestrates a meeting between two very unlikely people. Cornelius, a centurion in the Roman army, army living in Caesarea, is given a vision by God for him to contact a man named Simon, also known as Peter, who is currently staying with a good friend in Joppa. At the same time, the Apostle Peter is given a vision by God that challenges the lifelong teaching and belief about what kosher is, what is clean and acceptable to God. Peter is wondering what this vision means as Cornelius's messengers arrive to seek him. Then the Holy Spirit that now dwells in Peter confirms and says to him, quote, do not hesitate to go with them, for I have sent them. Acts chapter 10, verse 20. Peter arrives at the home of Cornelius along with others who accompany him from Joppa. At Cornelius' request, Peter speaks boldly about Jesus. What happens next is one of my favorite parts of the scripture. Listen again as Sandra reads for us. A reading from Acts 10. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on Gentiles. 
for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter said, Surely no one can stand in the way of their being baptized with water. They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. Thank you, Sandra. Once again, the Holy Spirit comes. If one thinks the Samaritan story is shocking, this one is totally over the top. We have a Jew, Peter. We have a Gentile, Cornelius. We have a circumcised man, and we have an uncircumcised man. We have a kosher man, and we have an anything but kosher man. Yet they have much in common. Both both Peter and Cornelius believe in Jesus as the Messiah. Both have been baptized in the name of Jesus. Both have received the Holy Spirit. So different, yet by God's doing, they are so much alike that they are brothers. But note this. God could not wait for Cornelius to be given the Holy Spirit. Listen again to this part of the text. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. Acts 10.44. It's as though God is saying to Peter, You've said enough, Peter. Let's get on with this. He believes. He gets my Holy Spirit. He gets my Holy Spirit now. But also note this. The order of things. Cornelius obviously repents. He turns toward God and believes. Cornelius receives the Holy Spirit just like the believing apostles, the believing Messianic Jews in Jerusalem, and the believing Samaritans. Like only the apostles thus far, the text says that Cornelius and his household were speaking in tongues, and then Cornelius is baptized in the name of Jesus. Isn't that kind of out of order? No, it's not. This is God's way of saying to his church, to each of us, that he's not locked into some religious formula for us to follow to get things right. But there's still more. Listen again as Sandra reads the scriptures to us. A reading from Acts 19. While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples and asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, No. We have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So Paul asked, Then what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. Paul said, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him, that is, in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. There were about 12 men in all. Thank you, Sandra. The Holy Spirit keeps on coming. Here we have it. The apostles, those called by Jesus, the ones who followed him first, repent, believe, are baptized, and are given the Spirit, and speak in other tongues. Many Jews in Jerusalem there for Pentecost to celebrate God giving them the Torah, repent, believe, are baptized, are given the Holy Spirit, and no mention of other tongues. 
The Samaritans in Samaria repent, believe, or baptized, are given the Holy Spirit. Again, no mention of other tongues. The Jews who are disciples of John the Baptist in Ephesus called disciples, but had only been baptized for repentance, which was John's baptism. They had not even heard of the Holy Spirit. They were baptized in the name of Jesus, received the Holy Spirit, spoke in tongues, and prophesied. These four texts give to us the transition of the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God that left the Holy of Holies when Jesus died on the cross in the temple on Mount Moriah, and now taking up residence in the lives of people, people who repent, people who believe, people who are baptized, and sometimes they speak in other tongues and sometimes they do not. And sometimes they prophesy and sometimes they do not. And in each case, they follow Jesus in their life in all things. It's called the book of Acts, typically understood as the Acts of the Apostles. I think it's misnamed. I believe it should be the Acts of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believers in Jesus. And it is an unfinished book. It continues to be written in the lives of people today because the Holy Spirit continues to come. He didn't just come on Pentecost. He kept on coming and he keeps on coming. As a child, I believed in Jesus. I saw that belief in my parents and my grandparents. In many ways, my belief was in them. I was, after all, a child. As a child, I was baptized in Jesus. It is what my parents and grandparents wanted of me. It is what many of my friends had already done. In many ways, my baptism was their expectation more than my surrender. It was real, but I was a child. As an 18-year-old, I surrendered my life to Jesus. It was me and Jesus, or better said, Jesus and me. It is what I wanted to do. It was essential to do. I repented and I turned toward Jesus. That was my moment of salvation, prepared by my family and childhood belief, prepared by my baptism as a 10-year-old boy, prepared by my family's gift of a wonderful church to grow up in. As a sophomore in college, the Holy Spirit became real to me. That same year, the Holy Spirit called me into the ministry. That thought was exciting and frightful. Why me? How me? And it was here at Bethany, which was then located in New Britain, that the Holy Spirit called me to become a lead pastor. That began the adventure I continue to live and learn about to this day. To be here with you in these days back at Bethany is an overwhelming gift to me. And I must say that throughout my life since the age of my salvation at 18, I have needed to repent and turn away from sin and turn my Savior Jesus anew. And I have needed to be rekindled, set on fire anew by the Holy Spirit who still comes. Where are you on your journey with God? Are you living on the faith of others, parents, grandparents, spouse, children? Is repentance needed in your life because you are not currently facing God? Do you need to surrender to Jesus personally? Is baptism in the name of Jesus something yet to happen for you? Have you received the Holy Spirit who longs to make his home in you? 
If your answer to any of those questions is yes, I urge you to call one of our pastors who will be more than willing and excited to help you take the next step of growth in your relationship with Jesus and in receiving his gift to you of the Holy Spirit. Call the Bethany Covenant Church today, and we will return your call promptly. Pray with me. Holy and Heavenly Father, hear us speak with you in this silence. Some of us need to take a faith step, not just for growth, but for transformation. By your Holy Spirit, who continues to come, may that step be taken. Thank you for the road of salvation. Thank you for the road of wholeness. Thank you for the opportunity you give us to walk it. Thank you for the opportunity to return to you, it and you, if we have strayed. Help us. Help us to surrender. Help us to repent. Help us to receive. Help us to walk with you wherever you choose to take us. And help me and the rest of our pastoral staff so that these, our friends, will each become fully devoted followers of Jesus and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen.